All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Play your favorite Christmas carol. It is December. The holidays are near. The calendar is turned. It is a December 1st edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Welcome in. We're streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, as well as, of course, dailyfaceoff.com. He's former NHL goaltender Mike McKenna, current Daily Faceoff analyst. How you doing, bud? I'm good. You just reminded me of our old coach in Peoria, Riverman of the American Hockey League, Dave Allison, came in the locker room singing a Christmas carol one time, and none of us knew what to do. It was before a game, and before long, everybody just joined in in the chorus of Oh Come All Ye Faithful. So thanks for jogging my memory, Frank, and uh, and here we go. It is December, <laughs> and we are close to the holidays. It's uh, It feels like something out of like Christmas vacation. Everyone just kind of looks around and is like, what do we do here? And then you just start singing. I love it. It's exactly uh, how it happened. That's hilarious. <laughs> let's start two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. And let's talk about some intriguing storylines throughout the National Hockey League, including Mitch Marner etching his name in the record books of a 105-year-old Toronto Maple Leafs franchise, hitting an 18-game point streak, kind of hilarious in the manner in which he did it as well, scoring on the MP netter but it's been an incredibly impressive season for mitch marner as our matt larkin wrote on dailyfaceoff.com today he has now entered the chat of the heart trophy conversation his season has been remarkably consistent only two games played thus far without registering a point and to put his name up top in terms of the toronto maple leafs leaders in longest point streaks this has been quite a run for mitch marner who's had a complete season mike 
It has. And what I really like about Marner is that he does it in all situations. You know, uh, if you've ever followed what I do, I really have a soft spot for players that kill penalties and are on the ice for all the big moments of games. Like at the end, I know people pan empty net goals, but that to me, that means that your team and your coach trusts you. Uh, and that's where I think Marner's headed towards. Like Larkin's piece today was was bang on that if you look at the Maple Leafs, who's their MVP right now? You know, we look at Austin Matthews and his goal scoring. Well, it's a little bit down this season. It's Marner who's driving the boat for this club. And even in the dry spells uh, that they've had this season, Marner was still cranking out some points. And look at this streak. I mean, we're talking about some hollow ground here with Daryl Sittler and Eddie Olchek, 18 games in a row. And this team right now, Frank, they've won five in a row. They're getting some pretty good goaltending from Matt Murray. Elio Samsonos back in the mix. And you just think if Marner keeps this up, and maybe if Matthew's goal scoring starts to rise a little bit more, maybe this team's better than we thought they could be, especially with that depleted defensive core, Frank. They still have top three of their top um, defensemen out of the lineup, and and Marner's keeping them afloat. So I love the celebration afterwards, too. What do you think of it? Yeah, take a look, because you tell me stuff like this doesn't matter. Look at the way that Mitch Marner was celebrated by his team after the game. Love seeing something like that. And uh, awesome, you know what's really man. interesting, too, is we flip back eventually to the graphic of Mitch Marner's streak. Well, take a look at this. Who does he play in a few days' time? The Dallas Stars and Jason Robertson, who's riding his own point streak to this point. It would be pretty amazing if that continues on and Mitch Marner and those two guys end up going head-to-head -head as you see Robertson leading the league in goals. That would be some incredible theater. I'd love to see it. You know, when you look at that celebration, Frank, my overall theme to it is, man, this team's having some fun right now in Toronto. I'd love to see it. There are some Twitter trolls out there who thought it was a typical punchline. Oh, you're acting like you won a Stanley Cup. Whatever, man. This guy just tied an all-time record for a franchise. It's cool to see them all celebrate in that manner together. Toronto Maple Leafs 23-2-2 over the last two Novembers. That's been their launching pad over these last couple seasons. Last year, we know, of course, they set a franchise record for points and wins in a single season as they are nearing closer to the Boston Bruins, who have been almost unbeatable to this point at 19-3. Let's talk across Ontario about the Ottawa Senators and their situation that's unfolded with Alex Formanton. Today is the day, December 1st. The clock is ticking. We are less than five hours away from the NHL's restricted free agent signing deadline. Alex Formanton, the last remaining restricted free agent, has until 5 p.m. to sign a deal or he is ineligible to play this season. And this is interesting, Mike, because to this point, we have zero indication that the Ottawa Senators have engaged in any sort of substantive talks at any point to re-sign Alex Formanton. Their GM in Pierre Dorian has said very little by way of this publicly, and it's left a lot of speculation to gather from around National Hockey League circles that Formanton, who was on the 2018 Team Canada World Junior Team, may have been involved in the sexual assault that was alleged to have taken place in London, Ontario. The league has substant substantially completed their investigation to this point on that file. They're waiting on a collaboration with the London, Ontario Police Service to compare notes before ultimately deciding what to do in terms of any potential discipline. But teams are unclear. Why has Ottawa not made an attempt to sign Alex Formanton? And the bigger question is, as we get closer to the deadline, 
Will a team be willing to step up and trade for Alex Formanton given the unknowns? Was he involved? What if he wasn't? What will that situation be like? What teams have the risk profile? I wrote a story on dailyfaceoff.com spelling some of this out. I believe in canvassing the league. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Carolina Hurricanes are two of the potential suitors. There may be more, but given what we just saw play out with Mitchell Miller and the Boston Bruins, Mike, would you be willing to sign up to take on a risk like this? No chance. No way. None. Uh, I, I don't think that any team in the league really wants this type of blowback if whatever report comes out from the investigation that proves to be damning towards Formanton in any way. I don't see that being a possible benefit, even if you're the Vegas Golden Knights who need help on the third line, even if you're the Carolina Hurricanes who desperately need some scoring to 24th in the league. Is it really worth it for the risk without knowing in advance? Uh, I'm not sure that it is. There's other ways to get a player that can fit that mold. And we just don't know. And with that type of, without having any real knowledge of the situation, Frank, I can't see it as a positive. Uh, do you think differently than myself? No, I, in speaking to people around the league, I think they would say that it's probably still a bit of a long shot that Formanton does end up getting traded before the 5 p.m. deadline and signed today. However, I will tell you that in the last 24 to 48 hours, chatter has begun to percolate and people that I trust have speculated at this point that it's a 60-40 chance that he does not get traded. But the fact that it's even that close to 50-50 would give you some kind of indication that someone somewhere is taking this quite seriously in terms of determining the future of Alex Formanton for this season potentially and beyond. Let's talk from one tough story to another for a totally different reason, and that's Chris Letang, star defenseman of the Pittsburgh Penguins. The team announced on Wednesday, just after our show ended, that he suffered a second stroke. He had one in 2014 as well, that they traced back to a small hole in his heart. And this time around, doctors were able to catch it. There is little by way of uh, damage for Chris Letang, who has already met with his teammates. Uh, I believe he was experiencing some kind of migraine symptoms before ultimately alerting doctors and not participating in their game earlier this week got prompt testing and medical care. And there are, as the team said, no lasting known effects to this point. We have no idea how long Chris Letang will be out, but since we do have the guidepost, Mike, of Chris Letang from 2014, when he missed approximately two months, that is some sort of idea into what timeline he may be missing. It could be shorter, of course, or could be longer. I think the bigger question is if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins and in Chris Letang's camp, as the Penguins have said they, they do not expect this stroke to be career-threatening, is if you're Letang, you will have earned ultimately upwards of $100 million in your career. If this is hockey-related or hockey stress-related, would you have to think about things differently this time in terms of coming back? What happens if Chris Letang is not so lucky next time around? Is that what your thought process would be if you were a player in this circumstance? Well, it's tough to say. I mean, everything that I've read afterwards, after yesterday, is that Letang wanted to play as quick as he could, you know? And so I think that we are wired instinctually as athletes to just want to go out and do everything we can and be back on the ice immediately. And it's hard without being in Letang's shoes to think, you know, I 
he said he knows his body the best, which obviously he does, but sometimes medical professionals have a better idea of things. Um, I think it definitely gives you pause, though. This is the second major occurrence of something, and a stroke is no minor deal, um, even if it's it not considered to be major and you won't have lasting effects from it. And um, that scares me. So I, I don't know. We'll have to see how the tank th- feels about it going forward with it. But I think that the Pittsburgh Penguins, just in general, they're going to miss him here, Frank. Like, these are number one defensemen, and this really puts a big onus on Jeff Petrie to fill some shoes, to play some more power play minutes. Um, and you think back even to this summer, we both agreed that Pittsburgh had to sign Latang if they were going for Latang and Malkin. He was the one that they really needed because defensemen are in short, such short supply, especially puck moving. So um, first and foremost, just hoping that he's okay and things aren't, you know, triggered further going forward. Um, but you got to feel for him, man. Like uh, strokes, <laughs> they're, they're, they're no joke, man. So I'm sure he's getting great care and wants to be on the ice as soon as possible, but we can't predict the timeline for it. Yeah, as you mentioned, such a big part of the Pittsburgh Penguins and their defense core as they made the playoffs for 16 consecutive seasons. That trio of Malkin, Latang, and Crosby, the first in NHL history to play 18 consecutive seasons together, which is really quite impressive and a big reason why Pittsburgh wanted to make sure they got him signed to a six-year deal last summer, even with something like this and his injury history in the back of their minds. Wanted to turn our attention to Steve Eiserman, who does not speak often as general manager of the Detroit Red Wings, but when he does, it often makes you think because the way he's built teams in the past, including the two-time Stanley Cup champion uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, that he certainly has a firm grasp of the game as a Hall of Famer as well, and you wonder what's going through his head, but we've been searching all season long, Mike, for an answer as to why this year has been streakier than most for a number of different reasons, winning streaks, uh, player point streaks, goaltenders that have been unable to get their game out of the ditch to this point in the season, including some big name goalies. And Steve Eiserman had some interesting thoughts when joining the team, the TNT panel, excuse me, on Wednesday night before their nationally televised game to give us thoughts on why team defense has changed a bit and the game as a whole has changed. Take a listen. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't say I have a real scientific answer, but I think our game, the, the league in general, is in a real transition. You've got a lot of teams playing, um, uh, you know, a lot of puck possession, a lot of motion. If you watch Toronto, uh, we just played them the other night. Uh, they might be one of the best teams at it, but in the offensive zone, they're very active. Uh, their D are very active in the offense, and the bigger end zones, teams are having trouble defending, figuring out a way of defending. It used to be, you know, when we played, it was pretty simple, three on three down low and wingers cover the points. Now with these D so active and so much more room, you're having a lot of switches. Uh, teams defend with overloads in the corners, which creates confusion when the offensive team breaks uh, uh, breaks uh, the puck out of the corner. So the game is in transition, and I think the offensive side of coaching is is, is overtaking the defensive side, and now teams are going to, coaches are going to have to adjust to come up with better defensive techniques or systems to uh, to defend a little bit. And, and really now with 32 teams, um, you know, there's there's times when uh, uh, the league, there's tons of goaltending, there's a depth of it. And right now we're uh, goaltending throughout the league. I think we're all looking for uh, uh, strength in goaltending, whether it's through the draft, through free agency, everybody is trying to improve. So it's a tough time uh, uh, to defend and it's a tough time to be in golf with the, game, the way the game is played. 
Mike, some really interesting insight from Steve Eisenman, and thanks to the TNT panel for that, some really smart questions. But wanted mm -hmm. to ask you, what do you think is the bigger contributor to the offensive spike that we've seen over the last couple of seasons? The involvement of defense in the play or potentially the way the game is defended with the overloads and the pressure that Steve Eisenman was talking about? I think it's really just dependent on how much teams want to possess the puck, like he mentioned. If you want to have the puck on your blade, you've got to be aggressive to go get it. And that's where the overloads in the corner uh, that he talked about, you're trying to get the puck back as quickly as you can and go the other direction. So that emphasis on having the puck has led to more scoring, but I think it's also led to more openness in your defensive zone, as he alluded to. And it has made life harder on goaltenders. That's why uh, the Red Wings went out and drafted a goaltender, Sebastian Kosa, in the first round. That's why they traded and signed Vili Huso, because Iserman knows from his time in Tampa with Andre Vasilevsky, his time in Detroit uh, with Chris Osgood when he was young, how much goaltending is important uh, and, and how it's a necessary thing that you have to have, considering how loose teams have become defensively in their own zone. And I wish we could tap into Steve Eisenman's brain a little bit more publicly. He's not one to give many interviews or talk much in terms of being general managers that are active in front of microphones. Let's get to this week's edition of The Next Wave. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's right. This is this week's edition of The Next Wave, delivered by DoorDash. Pleased to be joined once again by Cam Sharon, former Toronto Maple Leafs analyst. And Cam, we're almost at the one-third mark of the season. And so when you're looking through in terms of, we always try and sort this out, which teams are for real, which teams are not, what are some of the metrics that you look at so whether teams are for real? Um. In earlier years, Frank, we would have looked at Corsi percentage to be able, and we'd be able to easily tell whether teams that are possessing the puck, uh, you, you know, they're they're the ones that would probably lend, a, you know, get future success. 
but that's kind of changed, and it, it it goes a little bit to what Steve Eisman was talking about. You know, this is uh, this is from earlier. I posted this on Twitter last week, and it's interesting. Like this was from the 2007 season to the 2012 season, and you see that Corsi is the most predictive after 20 games of the final 62 games. You can predict a team's five on five play the most. But if you advance that, and you uh, if you if we look at our next slide here, and we show. Uh, um, yeah, here we go. So this is uh, from 2004, from 2013-14 on. We see that it's actually the five-on-five five goals for that matters a lot more. And that's, I think, because of the way that teams are just playing in the offensive zone. They're playing with a lot more motion. They're playing with a lot more passing. and becomes a lot more difficult to defend. So shot quality matters a lot more than it used to. And so that makes it things a lot – that makes it a lot tougher to, to be able to predict whether teams are going to, uh, you know, whether their success is sustainable or not. I look at teams like Seattle and uh, and the New York Islanders, teams that have had uh, some good goals for percentages so far this season, but don't necessarily possess the puck a whole lot. It's going to be really interesting to see if they can sustain it because uh, based on what we've seen in recent years, it's really the goals for that matter more than anything else. So, Cam, I noticed you got a ring on your finger. I'm curious about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> what that may be. Um, that is, uh, that's my 2018 uh, Calder Cup championship ring. I don't know. Okay, all right. I well, so, I, as you can see, <laughs> I'm wearing my jersey from that exact series. Uh, I'm really proud of what we accomplished with the Texas Stars. We did fall yeah. uh, to your Toronto Marlies yeah. club in the finals in game seven of that year. Um, but in any case, so the chart that you just mentioned there, I noticed the Oilers, man. It doesn't look too great for them. Uh, what can you expand on with that club? So with the Oilers, not only do they – I was actually surprised. I looked this morning, and they have um, they have a really low goals for percentage at 5-on-5. Five five. But the other thing, too, is that they've only won two of their games uh, based on what I would cons consider uh, – clear margin games. So that's games where you win by more than one goal, not counting empty netters. And that actually profiles a lot to like last year's Detroit Red Wings, who started off pretty good. They were for around 500 around this point in the season. And then they really fell off because they also only won two games by more than one goal. And you saw last night against, uh, against uh, Chicago, the Oilers had a big lead and they just kept letting, they just kept letting, uh, the the Blackhawks back into that game and they only won by one in the end. So one thing, uh, so I think that this is a good indicator of, uh, of, of, of what we can look for, of what we can look at teams going forward is if they're winning a lot of one goal games, maybe that's a sign that they're getting a little unlucky. So some teams that kind of stick out for me there are also Ottawa and the Washington Capitals who have gotten pretty unlucky in the one goal games, but they've earned a lot of points in those clear margin games. So it's a, uh, so, yeah, you know, you look at teams at the top, of course, Boston, New Jersey, they're just winning, however, because uh, they're they're just really good teams. But, yeah, you know, as we uh, as we kind of go through that chart and I'll post that on my Twitter feed as well. Uh, I think it, it gives us a good indication of which teams are kind of getting lucky, which teams are getting unlucky. And the Oilers, to me, are a team that's kind of picking up a lot of points in in one goal games more than they should be. And the other thing, Mike, I would add about that, uh, that 2018 series is you personally made that really difficult on us. And I don't know if that game would have extended itself to seven games without you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was an incredible series. Yeah. So Cam, as we wrap up and I was just looking at some of your clear margin games and, and I was, I've mm. also been shocked to see the way things have unfolded for a team like the Anaheim Ducks, I think they have one regulation win to this point in the season. 
what what yeah. more can you tell us about the importance of those clear margin games? Like explain that for someone that, you know, is maybe not as well versed in it. What's the big metric you're looking for? What stands out in terms of getting to those? Is it, is it just about getting out to the lead? Is it about maintaining it? What stands out? Well, it's both. It's, it shows that you're able to get a lead early and you're able to hold it. And that's generally the teams that succeed in these types of games. Uh, and, and also just a general indicator for team quality. And you're not eking out those close victories and you're not having to hold on uh, against a late push. And you're just kind of living those dr those drama-free games. And it's a really imperfect way of, of doing it. Like, I, you know, I would look at, uh, I watched last night's Leafs-Sharks game. I thought the Leafs had a pretty good handle on the third period. They got a late goal and won the game. Uh, I didn't think that they were really being, you know, I didn't think that they were really outshot or really in any too much danger throughout. So it's a really imperfect system, but it's basically a good proxy for, did the team jump out to an early lead? Were they able to hold it? Did they fend off that late push? And did they really just make it easy on their fans? You know, just the few, just no nervous moments. And you just see like for, for a team like Anaheim, yeah, uh, the one regulation win, and it wasn't by, uh, it, it was only by one goal. Like they're, they're not a very good team. And, you know, th that's the sign of a team that's just been playing from behind. And when they do win games, it's because they've been able to force overtime somehow uh, and, and pick up points in, in the overtime period. And, and those are a lot less sustainable going forward. And especially when you look, uh, into the playoffs, there's no three-on-three -three overtime in the playoffs. Those are just straight wins and losses. Maybe we should change the name of this metric to something like the coach's pulse rate or something like that because those are the guys that are living and breathing it behind the bench in terms of all of the drama or drama-free situations that could make things a lot easier for these coaches. Uh, thanks to Cam Sharon. I think I called this the next wave, but it's actually called the number crunch, and it's been delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo code there at the bottom of your screen. Game day 25 gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order of $15 or more with DoorDash. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door. And if you're not following Cam Sharon on Twitter, please do so. You can see some of this stuff that he's throwing out there all week long in between his appearances on Thursdays with us here on Daily Faceoff Live at Cam Sharon YVR. Thanks a lot, Cam. Talk to you soon. See you guys. All right, Mike, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskDFO. My question for you today is, given that we just wrapped the month of November and there have been some surprising performances by teams like the Seattle Kraken, who went 10-1-1, give me an individual performance that flew under the radar that we might not have talked enough about. How about Josh Morrissey of the Winnipeg Jets? I mean, 17 Josh points Narcy? in 12 games. Yeah. I said Josh I like Norrissey. Oh, Josh Norrissey. <laughs> well, I'm going with Morrissey, man, of the Winnipeg Jets. Like, listen, this guy had a six-game six point streak in the beginning of November. He gets snapped. Now he's on a five-game heater, 17 points in the month in 12 games, and he's second in the NHL in points per game by defenseman. And I've hardly heard his name spoken much. It's all been Connor Hellebuck in, in – uh, in Winnipeg, and rightfully so, because Hellebuck's been awesome. But I think Morrison, he's driving the boat there right now. I mean, he's leading the team in points. He's got 25 and 21 games, and he's never really been above a half a point a game player in the NHL, Frank. So I'm on, I'm all aboard the Morrissey train. I think that he's been underappreciated so far this season. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with a Detroit Red Wings defenseman in Philip Roenick. He had 14 points in the month of November, six goals and eight assists. 
And why does this stand out? Because it's the most points by any defenseman in a calendar month since who? Nick Lidstrom, pretty good guy to be in company with. He had 16 points, eight goals, and eight assists in 2010. So a long time ago, that was more than 12 years ago. So Philip Ronick had certainly an under the radar month of November. And you know who didn't have a great month of November? And I'm not talking about the betting. I'm talking about Tyler Uremchuk and that mustache that he was wheeling around. So let's bring huh. in Tyler. Is it still there? Oh, it's yeah, I got to I got to get rid of that yeah. before my Oilers Nation. You, you got to get on that you, thing because that is uh, you're, you're scaring everyone, including your significant other. So please get rid of that thing. As they uh, said in uh, uh, as Uncle Buck once famously said, I will give you a quarter to go downtown and get a rat to gnaw that thing off your face. So, there you, go. you know, who did have a great mustache was Ronak. He looked like Johnny Upton in Slapshot. So <laughs> the, the Fu Manchu that he was going with was top notch, Tyler. Thanks for the great intro, guys. That definitely uh, made me feel better after going 0 for 3 last night on my bets. It was a couple of really tough beats as well, including the Oilers almost blowing that 4-1 lead, not covering the puck line. I'm just going to ignore everything else you said and jump right into tonight's slate for our friends at Points Bet Canada, starting with that matchup at the top. The Colorado Avalanche in their last 10 games have covered the puck line five times. The Buffalo Sabres, they only have three wins in their last 10 games. Of their six regulation losses, they failed the cover in five of them. So you got one team who covers the puck line in five of their last 10, another team who hasn't covered the puck line in five of their last 10, and you got a plus 130 price tag. I love this spot on the Colorado Avalanche. They're starting to play some good hockey, and the Sabres played last night as well. So I like Colorado coming into Buffalo to cover the puck line. And uh, my player props for today, yeah, I've been cold, so I'm throwing it back to what worked for me last year and that was betting on plus money player assist that's really how I turned it on late in the season and was profitable starting with Dawson Mercer out in New Jersey this is paying plus 160 he's playing with Jack Hughes he has five assists in his last five games averaging an assist per game you're giving me plus 160 165 actually I'm all over that one also Matty Beneers the guy who some people think is going to run away with the Calder Trophy. He has seven apples in his last five games, and Points Bet Canada has him at plus 155 to grab another one tonight. I love both of these assist spots, and considering they're both plus money, as long as one of them hits, I'm going to be up half a unit on that. And finally, a shot prop, Jonathan Marcheseau, to go over three and a half shots on goal. He has hit this mark in three in four of his last five. It's paying plus money, and in three of those last five games, he's actually had five plus shots on that so i like marcia so tonight to rack up the shots on goal mercer assist paneers assist abs to cover the puck line frank tyler i am vibing with you on the colorado avalanche pick uh they got slapped in winnipeg to open up their road trip a five nothing defeat so i'd imagine the abs would be quite motivated against a buffalo team that has certainly struggled of late and as you mentioned played last night as well thanks to tyler for our points bet daily bet segment that brings us to mike McKenna and garbage time. Mike, what's caught your attention? What's caught your eye from around the NHL? Well, it's a windmill. It's a two-pad stack. It's the third time in three straight games it's happened, and it's been by Craig Anderson of the Buffalo Sabres. He's the oldest player in the league, Frank, 41 years old. Last night he goes out against the Red Wings. He stops 41 of 45, including this beauty. And it, it wasn't just this save. I mean, he stopped all three Red Wings attempting the shootout killed seven penalties, uh, and he's just getting it done, man. 41 years old, and the coolest part is that last night's game was the 20th anniversary to the day of Craig Anderson's first NHL game with the Chicago Blackhawks in 2002, Frank. 
man, I ate pucks for 14 years for a living. And that was not at the NHL level for a lot of it. I can't believe that he's still doing this 20 years later. Pretty unbelievable to see. And he's been a big part of that Buffalo team in the last year and a half here. Yeah, I think he's exceeded expectations in some ways this year. I didn't even remember that Craig Anderson played for the Chicago Blackhawks. So that's how long it's been in the NHL. Quite a run for Craig Anderson. Well said by you. That'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Thanks to Cam Sharon, Tyler Ramchuk, Mike McKenna, and our head of a production, Alex Allard. We'll be back with you 12 noon Eastern on Friday, December 2nd edition. We'll talk to you then. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard, 
cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.